Hi, what's up everybody? Jack Maloney here. Friendly Bounce Hardwood Proxies and Basketball Network. A podcast to be named later, episode 14. We've been off for most of the summer, taking a break, but now that the season's about to start, we're starting to get back into things. We got Zach, Zach Oliver and Taylor Smith here, veterans now of the podcast, and uh, our new guy, Ryan, a.k.a. Tyne Prinz, making his debut. He's been with us a few weeks, jumping on for our first podcast. That was DJ Las Latino on the intro music, as always. So we're going to get started. Uh, the biggest news lately, uh, change to the playoff format. Um, division winner no longer guaranteed a top four seed. Actually no longer guaranteed a playoff spot. Um, theoretically possible that all five um, teams from one division could miss the playoffs. It's extremely unlikely, but it is possible. What do you guys think about um, that move? Do you think that's a good decision by the league? I do. I think it took long enough. I mean, we saw it last year kind of kill at least the Spurs because they got jabbed and what they end up as a sixth seed and then lose in the first round because they had to uh, give the four seed to the freaking Trailblazers even though they were not great, especially after the West Matthews injury. So I think it's long overdue. Uh, it's going to be really good for the league. Seems yeah, like I, the only real reason to have, sorry, no, that's good. Uh, divisions anymore is, I guess, scheduling and proximity, so the teams aren't just, you know, having to travel way more than they already do. Right. Um, still, mostly, I mean, you'll play your team in your division four times, and then you might play another team in your conference three times or four times. But there's really no need to have the playoff seating thing at all. It's just a hollow. You know, trying to make division championships matter. It's kind of the next step along the way toward just, you know, eliminating conferences, but it's probably further down the road. Yeah, like everyone's saying, it was inevitable. Um, I think especially after last year with what happened with Portland and San Antonio, it became more of a priority. So, yeah, pretty much just what everyone else is saying. Yeah, it's definitely seems like it's something that people have been talking for for a while, but, like, every big change almost needs, like, one event to happen where everyone's like, gets fed up with it. And, like, this is kind of the tipping point in that the Spurs, one of your most dominant franchises, win 55 games and, like, have to get relegated to playing the Clippers. Like, that easily could have been the Eastern or Western Conference Finals matchup. And instead it's the first round because of this, this weird rule. And so that was kind of, kind of it, and you know that that's just how things go. Like everyone talks about making a change, but then you really need that one, um, one event. Let's go. Sorry, Gronk just got a big catch. We're we're recording this during the Patriots game. Sorry, um, but yeah. So that was that was the tipping point. Um, you guys were, were, I think it was Zach was mentioning, or maybe it was Taylor, like the end of. Uh, divisions altogether. Do you think that is? Do you guys think that's something the league should do? I mean, I know people have talked about it forever, but is that like a realistic thing, or is that more of just basketball people talking? You know, basketball utopia that happens, or is that a realistic possibility? I mean, I don't know if it's realistic that they go away from them completely. I think it could lead to a changing of them. You know, to do it more a little bit more geographically and you know have 
unless, you know, you might only have two divisions in each conference then. Because, I mean, you're still going to be playing 82 games, and the, the breakdown is still going to be the same. Like, you're only going to play two teams, or the team from, teams from the other conference two times, and then the rest of your games will be split up between the teams in uh, the two divisions in your conference. Um, but, you know, I, I, like, I, at least personally, I think that the best series that we got last year uh, during the playoffs last year was the Spurs Clippers in the first round and that's not good for the NBA like right. you don't want your best series to be first you yeah to, to be later and I think that's one of the things that really pushed them to make this change in divisions like I was saying earlier I guess the only real reason to still have them is just scheduling and convenience right. and stuff but Eliminating conferences kind of seems a little more difficult to do. I mean, you could still schedule things the same way, I guess, and just have, you know, the top 16 in the playoffs regardless. And I, you know, that's possible. I guess the only thing there that everyone points to is travel. And, uh, you know, you could have Portland playing Miami, which would suck for those teams. But Yeah, like, so. that, that's the problem with, with ending the conferences. Uh, but I, I think divisions... It, it can be worked out. Right. Can, realistically, you know, maybe you shift a team or two from each conference. Like, do Memphis and New Orleans really belong in the Western Conference? Right. Yeah. Um, you switch Memphis and New Orleans, maybe uh, put Milwaukee and Chicago in the West. I mean, even that, that balances the powers in the conference for now, but I mean, it's always changing, so it, I think that the travel is the biggest thing holding them back from eliminating conferences. And right. I mean, it, it's just too tough to manage, I think, especially in this day and age. All right. So that's, an, that's a good, good shot in the playoff format. I think we're all in agreement that it's something that's been coming and should have happened for a while. So other news, the Suns. The Suns have a lot going on. So first we'll... We'll talk about their new jerseys and their new court. They so they have like six six jerseys now, which is ridiculous. Um, they just dropped these new these new black ones. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, they dropped black jerseys with black font and like this weird white outline. Plus they have orange and purple piping, but the numbers are white and the letters are black. Like, I really don't understand what they did. With these jerseys, outside of sleeve jerseys, these might be the worst jerseys. <laughs> I, I mean, like the the charcoal gray black mixture that they have inside the the lettering of the PHX is just horrendous, and <laughs> the multicolor piping, ugh. Like, <laughs> and it, it does the, the new court that they have such a Justice, like the, the new core is really nice. Yeah, they went back to the old sun with like the the shooting lines coming out of the sun in the middle. Like, it looks pretty cool. I like the court. But look, they have enough jerseys, and to be honest, they probably got some of the better jersey combinations in the league. Like they don't, yeah. they don't these new black things <laughs> burn them. That's an injustice. Call them a uniform. <laughs> it really is. 
teams are like really into explaining their new uniforms with some really convoluted and prideful spiel that they'll give out. And part of the Phoenix one explaining these uniforms was saying they want to harken back to the old black ones they had in the 90s, which they brought back a couple years ago. And, you know, I really like those, and I don't know why they just couldn't wear those again as opposed to just turning out some garbage. If you want to go back to old jerseys, just wear the old jerseys. Like, <laughs> he's going to say, no, you can't wear your throwbacks. It's like the, the Magic had the pinstripes in the 90s, and then they went back to the pinstripes in the late 2000s. And the 90s pinstripes are still better, but at least these pinstripes aren't terrible, except for the quote-unquote pride jerseys, the sleeve jerseys that they had last year, which were... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those in the Celtics and the Magic all had those terrible gray ones last uh, year. It's so bad. I feel like I feel like these Phoenix jerseys like will barely get used. Like they'll probably roll them out a few times and then just realize like ah these are kind of garbage and then they'll just disappear without really any any news. They're just all of a sudden we don't have these jerseys anymore. <laughs> Would anybody even notice? Yeah, like no, they'll, <laughs> I doubt it. Like you don't remember stuff like this a few, a few months once the season starts. <laughs> You'll forget about them, and then they'll be like playing in their only national TV game. <laughs> they'll, they'll roll them out, and you're just like, oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. these are a thing. <laughs> Click and turn off the TV. <laughs> All right. So other Suns news, Markeith Morris. He's obviously disgruntled after they traded. His brother, um, he just got fined ten thousand dollars for for demanding a trade um, on Twitter, I believe. I, d- I don't remember the, his exact tweet, but he's pretty unhappy. Um, Jeff Hornacek had some things to say um, the other day. He was saying some games he brings it, some games he doesn't. Maybe it's conditioning. Maybe it's him saying if I put the effort in on defense, I can do it on the offensive end. Um, Hornacek says they'll use more of him this year. Um, if the game's on the line, he thinks he'll be great at it. Um, the question in Hornacek's mind is if he can focus in during the middle of the game. That, like, you know, when the game's on the line, every, everyone's keyed in. It's just the second and third quarters in February, do you care? And I guess that's their big question with Marquise. So obviously, a lot of people around the league think he's going to get traded. He wants to get traded. The problem is the Suns really have no leverage. You're going to have to get like 25 cents back on the dollar since everyone knows you want to get rid of them. Do you guys think first should they? I mean, is that a good decision? And then um, do you think will it, will it actually happen? Uh, I mean, it seems inevitable. I don't know if they can try to you know hold out and act like they going to play hardball and just force him to come to the team, but he's like, I've never seen a guy go this publicly scorched earth, Yeah, I can remember at least, it's like, it's insane what he's doing, going on Twitter and publicly slamming them and things like that, but, yeah, he really, um, uh, you were saying, everyone knows that Want to dump yeah, I don't know what's going on with Taylor's 
Mike right now, but he's kind of cut out, so we missed that. Uh, Zach or Ryan, you guys have any thoughts? I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, it's kind of hard to force him to be there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, what are they going to do? Like, he's if he's going to have a bad attitude, he's going to have a bad attitude. So I feel like they should find, like at least try to get something back for him. Right. That's I mean, a... I can't really do something with someone that doesn't want to play. Right. Is that you won't get much back, but is having him on the team really helpful if he's just mailing it in and then also creating a problem in the locker room? Like that would kinda of create a divide um between the team. I just don't I don't think that's worth it at this point. Like you're trying to build you just got Chandler, you brought in Brandon Knight last year, you have Bledsoe, you're trying to build something and you just have Markeith kind of stewing by himself or like sort of ruining the the team's chemistry at even if you just get back you know not 25 cents on the dollar it's what are you going to do you you can't have him ruining your season is my my thought I don't know if it will happen though they I think maybe at some point during the season but I think they'll start the season with him on the team here's another thing Who's going to want a player like that who right. could end up being a cancer down the line and who has had off the court issues? That's yeah, that's certainly fair. I mean, he had the him and his brother. Are, I don't know if that case ever got resolved with with a um, what did they beat? They beat up somebody. I forget who exactly it was, but they they assaulted someone, which is I think it was in defense of their mom apparently, but it's still like. They pretty they beat him pretty badly, which is not a good sign. It's not great, Bob. No, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that those charges are still up. And you know, if he's going to be disgruntled if he's not playing with his brother, then there's an issue there. Yeah. You know? Like, I I wonder. Okay, it's pretty clear that they just haven't grown up yet. You know it. Look, I, I understand wanting to play with your brother, and I understand that you, know, you play better with him. But at the end of the day, you're an adult and you're a professional athlete. Like, you can't have him by your side 24-7. And if it's going to affect your, your play, then there's a big issue there. It seems like nobody's going to really want to – like the Pistons probably aren't going to want to bring him in and repair them because it seems like they've been – more trouble together than they were when they were, you know, when he was on the Rockets, or Marcus was on the Rockets, and, you know, son, or... And plus, where would Marquise play for the pit, uh, for the Pistons? He was on... Taylor's struggling. Taylor, get home. It's funny you can. We're recording this like on a Google Hangout, so you can see Taylor like trying to talk, but it's not coming through, and so he just looks like it's pretty funny watching him. But something's clearly messed up with his computer, so we'll have to get his thoughts later. Um, wrapping things up, Eurobasket's been going on. I know not everyone's have had a chance to watch, um, but the the knockout stage starts Saturday and Sunday. Um, 16 teams left. All but three or four have NBA guys playing. Um, there's a big Germany 
big Germany-Spain game today. Uh, Dennis Schroeder missed a heartbreaking free throw that would have tied it with like three seconds left. Uh, Germany got eliminated, so that's the end of Dirk's um, international career. But looking forward to Saturday and Sunday. What games are you guys hoping to be able to watch? Uh, all of them are on ESPN3. But uh, I know I definitely obviously want to check out Greece. They're taking on Belgium. Um, Giannis, you have to watch Giannis whenever. They also have Nick Calathis and um, Costa Kufas. You got Spain with Gasol and Rudy Fernandez taking on Poland and Marcin Gortat. You got France has Tony Parker, Boris, Rudy uh, versus Turkey, who has Ersan. Um, like, it's some fun games. What are you guys looking forward to? I think that Spain-Poland game is going to be a good one on uh, Saturday. Also, probably try to catch a little bit of France-Turkey to see how boring it looks um, for magic purposes. Um, and I'll still be asleep, but <laughs> Croatia-Czech Republic game on Sunday morning. You're not getting up at 6 a.m., Zach? Come on. I, I don't care about how Mario is on you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> like... Hisonia versus Vesley. That's the matchup people want to see. Look, I, <laughs> Hisonia can use this as a, as a stepping stone if he wants, but he's going to be in for a real real treat when he starts playing against NBA competition. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm the one person at the site who is uh, a little bit more uh, hard on him, and that's probably because I'm going to have to to cover him and make sure that he doesn't, you know, do anything stupid and get any fights throughout the season. So <laughs> that's uh, kind of how I feel about that situation. But there's, there's, there's a there's some really intriguing games there, and I, I think we'll get a lot of really good basketball. I'm, I'm mostly, sitting, you know, obviously. <laughs> Taylor, you go ahead. I'll probably cut out. All right, so. I've been watching a lot of France, and their front court is that's really intriguing. Yeah, uh, and Gobert is a really fun combination on both sides of the court. I mean, you have Rudy just blocking literally everything, and then Boris' playmaking ability with uh, Gobert's ability just to, to catch flops and stuff. That's really fun to watch. Um, yeah, Hazonia and Saric. Saric is turning out to be a really good playmaker as well. I mean, he's had some really nice passes. Yeah, and then. Hazonia's decision-making, I was watching the game on Monday, and, I mean, he, at the end of the game, they were down. I guess it was, like, desperation, but he just seemed to be chucking. <laughs> but Mario's going to be Mario, I guess. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I think that sun, on Sunday at 12.30 Eastern, that Israel-Italy game should be pretty fun. Italy's got Gallinari and um, Bellinelli. And uh, Bargnani, who's actually like a useful player for them. But the funniest thing about Italy is that Bellinelli is like their go-to guy. And like the announcer the other day against Germany was like, I think it's time for Marco Bellinelli to take over. And it's like, yes, that's what I'm trying to see. <laughs> that's what we're watching for. <laughs> it's going to happen in Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like when you're watching a Lakers game and you know it's like young time. <laughs> Anytime he's on the floor, it's Nick Young time. 
Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Anything in the NBA world you wanna you wanna mention or plug before we wrap things up? Actually, one more thing about EuroBasket. Um, Lithuania. Jonas Valanciunas is basically that entire team. Like when he comes off yeah. the court, they struggle a lot. If he's a defensive anchor, and he like averages a double double for them. Yep. I mean, it's pretty fun to watch him dominate, though. He does pretty well. Yeah, and they're playing. They're playing Georgia, the country, uh, on Sunday at three, and Georgia obviously has Zaza, um, and then their Georgia's point guard is former Kansas State star Jacob Pullen, who had the the James Harden beard before Harden, uh, which is pretty hilarious to watch him hooping for Georgia. I didn't even know he was still still playing basketball, but yeah, he's he's running the show for Georgia, so that should be that should be pretty interesting. Uh, Taylor or Zach, you guys got any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I haven't been able to watch, but I'm definitely interested in being able to game just for the Bellinelli factor. I got to watch Bellinelli take <laughs> over, lead Italy to glory. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to to watch France, as I said, not only for Fournier, but also for Rudy Gobert because he's my pick for defensive player of the year this year. Yeah, um, he blocked a shot with his elbow the other day. Yeah, that, that seems good. <laughs> um, also, um, Ryan, uh, don't forget the donuts tomorrow morning. Uh, we expect right. the conference room. <laughs> and uh, remember, Eric likes his coffee laced with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we'll end it on that. <laughs> the podcast we named later. This is episode 14. I'm Jack, Ryan, a.k.a. Tyne, Taylor, and Zach with me today. Here's DJ Las Latino playing us out. Oh, what are we gonna do now? Let's go back.